Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help us lose weight, be healthier, or live longer, better. So today, I'm going to get into the thick of it and talk about the gene variation, MTHFR, that 40% of us have. And I'm going to call it a variation because I think mutation is an error in terminology. But anyway, 40% of us have the MTHFR gene variation. There's a bunch of them, but me included. Yes, the canary in the mind shaft, but also proof that you can work with those genes that may not be the best and still have great health. Now, you aren't going to hear much about MTHFR unless you're taking going to be talking to a preventive doctor or those on the cutting edge. But since 40% of us have it, and it's an easy one to work with, I think you should know about it and what to do if you suspect you may possess it. So here's the deal. Researchers link an MTHFR gene variation directly to an increased susceptibility to high blood pressure heart disease, colon cancer, stroke, recurrent miscarriage, blood clots, migraines and other neurological issues, leukemia, Alzheimer's disease, anxiety, and depression. Whoa, that's a lot. But we can do something to prevent this? Why shouldn't we? Some research is linking autoimmune disease to it as well. So it's a really big deal if 40% of us have it. And some things in our environment could be making it worse. If you have a direct relative that has any one of those conditions, you may be one of the lucky 40% too. Not to worry, though. In today's show, I'm going to give you the lowdown on what's in your environment that may be making it a problem and what you can do to be preventive. And it's not that hard. In fact, Like always, what you do to help this is going to help so many other things with your health, too. So first, a little bit of a background on your body. Your body contains over 50 trillion cells. You know, we have to estimate, you know, it's somewhere around there. But, I mean, who's going to count all of them? And there's so many different kinds, shapes, sizes, functions. I mean, in in the cells in the brain... You know, they can be longer in shape because they have to transmit signals really efficiently over those little synapses. And then more cells are in the heart. They have more mitochondria, the energy source, because the heart needs a lot of energy. And then the cells in the respiratory tract, they're responsible for taking up oxygen and releasing carbon dioxide. So they're all different. But all of them work together to keep this magnificent body running efficiently. Each cell contains a complete set of instructions for making you the total instructions. I think that's kind of amazing. But anyway, those instructions in each cell are the DNA. The DNA from any two people is about 99.9% identical. But the one little piece, the 0.1% is what makes each one of us totally unique. Genes are sections of that DNA that produce the instructions to tell what the cells need to be making. 
humans have about 20,000 genes. But sorry, if you think that's amazing, a water flea has 31,000. We have 20, they have 31. So we're not that complicated, but it does make me wonder, what on earth does a water flea need to do that's more complicated than us? Makes me wonder. Got to be a reason. But back to the topic of the MTHFR. One of those 20,000 genes is the MTHFR gene for an enzyme, methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase. Thank goodness we abbreviate MTHFR, right? So that gene tells the body how to deal with the vitamin we know as folic acid, B9 or folate. In a nutshell, when you eat folate-rich food, the MTHFR gene tells the enzyme to convert it to the usable form through a whole bunch of steps. This usable form or the active form is involved in just about every single process of the body. And that's why it can cause such wide and varied big problems if it doesn't work right. It's involved with the amino acid methionine and homocysteine. And as a little side point, if you get blood work done on that homocysteine and it's high, you may have a problem. But anyway, your body needs the activated methylfolate form of folate. Years ago, when I was in dietetic school, 1998, the United States started fortifying grains with the synthetic form of folic acid in hopes of preventing heart disease, cleft palate and spina bifida, all known to be folate deficiencies. Really, we should have waited till all the research was in because the synthetic one is not what our body needs and it's going to take an act of Congress to change it. Oh boy. So we need the methyl form of folate. This methylation is fundamental to the proper function of almost every body system. It's involved in repairing and regenerating your cells, tissues, and regenerating DNA itself. It regulates gene expression and protein function about making every cell behave like it's supposed to. And that also involved in synthesizing those neurotransmitters that influence mood, sleep, behavior, cognition, and memory. It makes your brain work right. And also, next thing it controls is the homocysteine. And, you know, if the homocysteine's high, you know, that's the amino acid that can damage blood vessels. So we don't want that to go high. It also is going to keep overall inflammation in check, help your liver process things like it's supposed to. It's going to regulate and activate the immune system to act properly. And it also, very, very important at modifying, eliminating toxins and heavy metals. All about this big process called methylation, hugely important. So again, 40% of us have that MTHFR variation. So we're compromised. I, you know, like I say, I call it a variation, not a mutation, because I think 
Mutation is a real error in terminology. It happened for a reason. But when it's there, it means that we produce 30 to 70% less methylfolate than someone without the variation. That could be bad news. With that lower methylation, your energy can suffer, and you can be at higher risk for developing many of those different diseases. I say risk because there are many things you can do that are preventive. No worries. There's going to be ways to increase your methylation, keep things running at the best. So here are, there are the preventive things you can do that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But having that MTHFR variation is an opportunity to eliminate the triggers in your life that can lead to disease and have an opportunity to also maximize, optimize your nutrition to change how your cells function. You know, the genes may load the gun, but the environment pulls the trigger. That's everything. A gun does nothing without somebody pulling the trigger, you know, so you can determine your future. Ben Lynch, Dr. Ben Lynch, is one of the foremost MTHFR experts on how to live with this gene variation. So check him out if you want more in-depth information, because I think knowledge is power. So you may want to get your genes done as well. couple places I recommend My favorite is 3x4 Genetics because they not only give you your genes, the whole, all the raw data, but they also give you the valuable applications to your diet and lifestyle. It's not just the raw data, but it is the data plus what you should do to maximize the best expression of your genes. Or, you know, on the cheap You can go to 23andMe, and that's an inexpensive saliva test that gives you all the raw data, and then you can upload that to another website website like Genetic Genie, and that will give you the interpretation. Okay, so that's, I've given you like some gems there, so you might want to go back and listen to it again. But bottom line, what do you do if you think you might have this variation, and maybe have the gene test done or not? But after all, Having the MTHFR variation doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have any of those conditions like cancer, heart disease, or stroke. But if 40% of us carry a variation, maybe we should be aware of things that we can do. Having all that said, all people, especially those with the MTHFR mutation variation, will benefit from these following steps. First thing Repair the digestive system and optimize the flora. That's got to be the first step at correcting that methylation deficiency. And that includes treating candida. You might have heard of candida. It's an overgrowth of this yeast that thrives on sugar. But that candida releases a lot of toxins that inhibits proper methylation. Also, check your supplements. If any of them have the synthetic folic acid added, I recommend stop taking that supplement, switch brands. Your body may not be processing that folic acid well, and it can build up. That's why I recommend a multivitamin with the activated Bs like O-N-E. I'll talk about in a little bit. Third thing, avoid the processed foods because they have been fortified with the synthetic folic acid. When we fortify, 
we made a mistake. The fourth thing, get your folate from natural sources. We need that folate for your DNA, for everything I talked about. So in, in your leafy greens, you can cook them, you can have them raw, it doesn't matter. Spinach, kale, bok choy, Swiss chard, at least a cup of those dark greens every day. Number five, I highly recommend getting your homocysteine checked. If your homocysteine levels are high, you have a methylation issue or B12 folate deficiency. So supplement with methylcobalamin, B12, B2, B6, methylfolate. Don't go overboard. Just make sure you have enough. All these are provided in the O-N-E multi. That's my first recommendation. Go look at your multi. Make sure it doesn't have folic acid. Number six, good, healthy, hormone-free, grass-fed meats, grass-fed butter or ghee, and organic free-range eggs. Seven, avoid toxins, because if you got that little variation, you don't remove toxins efficiently. So mercury amalgams, if you've got a lot of those silver fillings, you got to go to a trained biological dentist, somebody who knows how to remove it properly, and, and avoid all the heavy metals. Aluminum exposure in antiperspirants and cookware, you know, you also may want to use a little liposomal glutathione to help the liver process. Other supplements, like a number eight I'm going to talk about, the methyl B12, the methylfolate, the trimethylglycine, also called TMG, the N-acetylcysteine, big word, that's called NAC, and B2, riboflavin. But also curcumin, that BCM95, I love it. Turmeric, yeah, it, it just does so many good things for us. We need fish oil, we need C, D, and E, we need probiotics. Don't go overboard, just get some. Number nine and I like this one a lot. Make time for gentle detox regimes throughout the week. I love my heavenly detox that I wholeheartedly recommend that people do seasonally. But if you're one of those 40% of us that don't convert well, your body's ability to detox is impaired. So you need to be doing lots of little things like exercising, sweating, you know, getting lots of vegetables in there that I'll talk about in the middle. But, you know, if you're having trouble processing these toxins, your body can easily be overburdened with copper and lead and mercury and the environmental toxins. Oh, my goodness. BPA, that can act like estrogen, but your body may even have trouble detoxifying natural body waste like excess estrogen or other hormones. So, you know, try to avoid as much as possible. I highly recommend becoming educated through the Environmental Working Group website, ewg.org. They've got great information on how to choose better products for household cleaners, for body care, cosmetics, yard chemicals, paints, everything. They are a wonderful resource. I'm giving you so many good gems. Then also, good organic food choices. Proteins like beans, cooked beans, peas, lentils, organic meats, all your veggies that I talk about, all the cruciferous and and your green leafies and asparagus and beets and broccoli. Fruits like cantaloupe, honeydew, bananas, grapefruit, raspberries, strawberries, oranges, pineapple, all those. Sunflower seeds, you know, it's 
almost always the same information I always give, which is lots of plants, fruits and vegetables. Avoid the synthetics, even the synthetic folic acid that's fortifying your grains. And they're almost all GMO and full of pesticides and herbicides and fungicides and, and nutrient depleted. So, you know, I am a big believer in going organic um, and where we have done really restorative farming. People with MTHFR variation need to avoid foods that have that synthetic form of folate, folic acid. So read your labels. Make sure your grains like pasta, cereals, breads, and all that, anything with commercial flour, that's got the folic acid in there. So a lot of good info, but if you need help figuring it out, go to my website, debford.com, or you can sign up an appointment there and we can get started. But if you want to listen to this again, it's going to be posted there on my website, debford.com, or on iTunes. Be sure to like it on iTunes so more people can hear the message. As always, I hope you'll learn something that will help you or someone you love. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, and remember to do something really healthy for yourself today.